This week on Flyover Country with Scott Jennings. It's like, well, they gave us some pandas, and all we have to do is let them fly spy balloons over our country and mm-hmm. poison our children. Attention passengers, we ask that you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is prepared for takeoff. Joe Manchin and George Santos say they're not going to run for re-election. <laughs> Scott's chuckling for very different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. We don't know. TikTok is also uh, on the chopping block, and Sean Southard is back. Hi-oh. Hello, friends and enemies. (laughs) Yes, indeed. You took took advantage of the podcast's generous... uh, Leave policy. Yes. Yes. Lord have mercy. The paid... The paid leave the policy, paid leave policy <laughs> rewarded me handsomely. Yeah. We are recording this at 3.30 p.m. on Friday, November 17th. Thursday. Friday. Wait, today's Friday? Today Woo! Friday. Welcome to it. Oh my God. Shuts laptop till Sunday <laughs> or Monday. Yikes. That is such a Joe moment. I know. <laughs> Just mark I mean, that down. I've had a long... I mean, I've been... I was out of town a couple of days. Aww. We didn't record on Wednesday, which is how I mark time. You look, like you, you look like you've got some sun. No, I've been inside buildings. He's just embarrassed. I have high blood pressure right now. That's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, anyway, that's the voice of Scott Jennings, who also is the name is on this podcast. Kevin Grout is here. Hello, Kevin. Hello. I'm just reacquainting for this is you can calibrate your voices for people listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Sean Southard, let me hear your voice again. Hello, voice recognition. Pro- it's Welcome so back. Good to hear Sean's it's good voice to see again. you, Sean. Thank you. you totally I mean, have been. I feel uh, like I haven't seen you guys in yeah, ugh, yeah. years. Been a while. It has. Welcome been. back from the campaign trail. Thank you. Yeah. You fought hard. Mm-hmm. We had we had a uh, we had a lot of fun, and it's uh... turns out the real governor was the friends you made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. I mean, it's a little raw still. All right, we'll see Sean in six more months. Uh, six more weeks. I winter. do. I do want to talk about what we learned about the electorate and what it might say about. The electorate in other states coming up in 2024. But before we do that, we do. I mentioned some of the the big developments since we last recorded, and I did mention Scott the uh, the departures from Congress mm. with from Joe and George, and as you said, for two very different reasons. We think you never know about Joe Manchin; he could have some of the skeletons. But um, but but two very interesting developments here. What let's look, Joe Manchin? I think obviously is far more consequential. Yeah, and uh, do you, I don't know. I, well, I think well, – well, first and foremost, his departure, A, guarantees Republicans pick up West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Jim Justice will be in the United States Senate. And baby dog. And baby dog. B, that means at a minimum 50-50 Senate. C, Republicans now just need to win one of Ohio, Montana, Arizona, Pennsylvania. Or the White House. Or the White House. And so all the pressure is on Democrats as it relates to the Senate. And so great week for Mitch McConnell and Steve Daines, the head of the NRSC. McConnell, of course, now it's been revealed, made a clandestine trip to West Virginia to personally recruit Jim Justice, which ultimately I think is what triggered Manchin not to run. And so this is a huge this is a huge thing for for Senator McConnell and for for Danes. The NRSC is doing a great job. Mm-hmm. We've got no Republican senators really on defense at all. I know mm-hmm. some of the Democrats are mouthing around about Texas and Florida. And you know what my message is to them? Please, by all means, spend all your money 
in the very cheap and inexpensive yeah. Miami, <laughs> Dallas, and Houston media markets. Yes, please. Being amazing. So, so no matter who wins the White House, no matter who wins the House right now, a very likely scenario where Republicans are in the Senate majority outright and, and a decent chance of them being in the majority if a Republican wins the White House. So I feel, feel pretty good about it from a lot of uncertainty everywhere else, but the Senate Republicans looking pretty certain. Yeah, and if you look at these polling numbers that have come out with President Biden's approval rating in these battleground states. Are you saying it's not good? It's not good. Mm. What? It's bad. Yeah, it is bad. Breaking news. It's, it's pro- I, I think that this is worse than it ever was for Obama. Oh, he's he's in rough shape. Mm-hmm. A lot, lot worse shape than Obama. A lot worse shape than Trump was in at this point. Uh, but I have to ask the question. Yeah. Given the results of the election in Kentucky that we just experienced. Mm-hmm. What difference does that make? Well, it's a great question because not only did we see what happened in 23, in 22, we all went into election night thinking Biden's unpopular. Yep. Uh, the independents don't think he or his policies are good. And they ended up breaking Democrat anyway, largely attributed to their uh, unease about Donald Trump. Now, though, they're both going to be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference here is Biden himself on the ballot, Trump himself on the ballot. And what is apparent to me on Kentucky, there's obviously a lot of Trump fans and voters that only turn out when Trump's on the ballot. Yep. And so you put them both on. I, I think Donald Trump is ahead right now. I mean, now that that doesn't necessarily count account for all the, the third party possibilities. And look, we're a year out. I, I, I don't even really think too deeply about these polls until about next June. But just it, it does give you a little bit of a temperature check. Biden is struggling. The American people are willing to say they might vote for RFK or Cornell West or some other third party. Maybe they're looking for a, a Joe Manchin or a Larry Hogan type. But you can see when you've got weakness in both major party candidates, if you can get ballot access for a couple of folks in, I don't know, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, you know, some of these places, that it, it could upend the election. So Joe Biden, historically unpopular, what does he decide to do? There, his team is talking about leaving Act Blue, which has raised them a boatload of money over the years. Why are they doing that? They have no idea. They're just toying with the idea of leaving Act Blue and joining TikTok. Yeah. Well, the TikTok thing to me is really weird because – so like on one day we find out that all the TikTok idiots are now in love with bin Laden. Yep. And then the next day the Biden bill, maybe we should join TikTok. <laughs> And this all came after all the Hamas idiots are barricading Democrat members of Congress inside the DNC. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no doubt they learned a lot of pro-Hamas stuff from TikTok as mm-hmm. well. And so to me, the fact that Biden's campaign is even toying with this, instead of the administration coming out and saying flatly, this is a plot, a psyop by the Chinese to brainwash <laughs> all these people particularly the ones in his own party. I, I can't believe they're not doing that right now. It's pretty weird. We'll talk about Okay, let's, let's go to TikTok then. I, I want to come back, though, to the uh, electoral uh, yeah. map for, for next year. I'm, I'm of two minds. I'm truly ambivalent on this because, I mean, certainly I think that TikTok, as, in, in, in particular, as a, an instrument of the Chinese Communist Party, yeah. is... It's I, bad. I, I understand our... our uh, 
and, and, and my wife's uh, obsession with it. You know, <laughs> oh boy. but I'm just saying this We'd is. We'd like to thank Joe for all his service on the podcast. <laughs> but I'm just saying is. Oh, she doesn't listen. <laughs> True, but it is unfortunately uh, addictive. Yeah, if people just uh, scroll, 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 and go right through it. But at the same time, what is our? And we talked about this a couple of years ago when this podcast first started about some of our concerns about even with Twitter and Facebook and things like that in terms of during the during the days, Sean of of Russian disinformation allegations and things like that uh, being used on social media. To what extent do we want to censor or limit? What op- what options you have to go to, and and what so what level of, of restrictions on that are acceptable, and what level is going too far? You want to take a crack at this? I've, I've got theories. I, I'm, go I'm I'm for completely getting rid of it, of TikTok, completely banning, and, and completely that, get... on the grounds of the Chinese owning and controlling it, or is there are there what part, is that's your... part part of it's not like a multifaceted reason, but one is <laughs> yes, okay, that. what else? Two is it's poisoning. The youth of this country, but so, but so Destro- are Twitter. Dest- so is X, and so is Facebook. But, but this go is ahead. not. It and so is Instagram. It and so is Snapchat. Not, I, no, 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 no. I, it does not affect the attention span of a Twitter. Does not affect the attention span of a child the same way that this medium does. And and, and I I think those companies have incentives to be better, and mm-hmm. they have gotten better. Now I'm not saying everything that's is great, but TikTok in particular being owned by a huge adversary of the United States. They know exactly what they're doing. And look, look at over time. Look at the look at the things that have gotten the most attention. Eat these Tide Pods. Yep. Oh, you know, Hamas is great. Anti-Semitism. Awesome. Bin Laden. Hey, man, he was just a good guy. Got blamed for no reason. Only an adversary of the United States would would there, imp- would, it, would would f- inject that into our culture. There's a reason you can't have it on a government device. Like this is not a there political a, football thing. This is a the intelligence community has decided this is a bad thing. And it's, is isn't it true that in China they don't allow any yes. of this garbage? Like they're it's only like yeah. educational videos. It's education. And, but you know they they recently there was another report that came out this week that they have er- like have removed any reference that if you mention Aristotle, like the the philosopher in China on TikTok, they erase it. it gets taken down. And so, like they are, they are using this. It's manipulated to shape by a foreign adversary. People, and so it's not an American company. No, I I agree with you. And a I, foreign and adversary who Joe Biden had lunch with and is a big fan of now. Yeah, this week. Well, they gave us some pandas. Yeah, I mean that was this whole meeting with she. You know, it's like well, they gave us some pandas, and all we have to do is let them fly spy balloons over our country and mm-hmm. poison our children. You know, hey, what a trade. But you got the Thank pandas. You. So I think that the Chinese government's uh, Communist Party's control of this is the, is the tipping point in, in, as far as my decision and to say, yes, absolutely ban it. Mm. However, the poisoning, I think, is a slippery slope because I think there's a lot of things that poison our minds and, choice, and poison our children's minds. And to what extent that's going to be the motivating factor, I think, is something to debate. Yeah, well, I think we can debate it, but I think in the pantheon of things – that are out there, and there is a wide pantheon of things. It's the one thing that is owned, fully owned and operated by our biggest adversary and people who have proven time and time again they have no respect for U.S. culture, they have no respect for our role in the world, and they want us, they want to defeat us. I mean, that's the thing. I think they constantly believe they are at war with us, right. and we don't really understand that. And the fact that we've been talking about this now for, I think, like four years. And they have a long time horizon. Like, they're, they're, they're patient. And, right. and so to infect, you know, idiot 
20 year old whatever today and in then 20 they can year, in deploy tw- them to a riot in front of the dnc headquarters it's crazy i mean did you see that video i did i mean they there were members of congress in there that the, where are they learning where are they learning this a lot of it's a lot of it's on tiktok where are they learning this bin laden thing tiktok i mean it, it this is nothing good is coming from this what is the um what is the biggest def- who is the biggest defender of tiktok in this country and why is it still right now it sounds like you no it's <laughs> not true at all i'm just asking before we pull the trigger i'm asking i'm making sure i know who i'm yeah. shooting well there are, i think there are mm-hmm. there are um there are free speech and civil liberties advocates that would say like you're saying, you know, mm-hmm, this ha- right. we have to we have to just let this wide open free marketplace of ideas. It's a slippery slope, I, 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 and I don't think these are invalid arguments, but I think the source of the material and the source of the information has to be taken into consideration. That's why American companies I, I give a lot more latitude because mm-hmm. I guess in my mind they have some allegiance mm-hmm. to what it means for us to be a nation and and for and for the need for our nation to you know, proliferate and, and be cohesive somewhat. But the source material here, they need us to be divided. They need us to hate each other. They need us to hate. They want us to hate our government. Right. They want us to, to be mistrustful of the political institutions. That's what they're doing. Uh, and so I think they must be laughing their asses off at us, to be candid, that we allow it at all. It's just interesting. I mean, it's, it's a it's a new question. The, the other thing you could do is is restrict it significantly for you know underage people. And so, what? But 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 to, what's the difference between a seventeen year old and a twenty two year old? I mean, I, to me, for them, nothing. Well, I mean, that's why I, that's why I advocate for getting rid of it completely. I, I agree. That's, but I'm I'm saying we're talking about the, the just, range of options. I just here. think a half measure here. I think we ought to if we're going to ban it and we recognize that we're banning it because it's an adversary's weapon yeah. against yeah. us. Yeah. Then we would say, well, a weapon is good if it's used on X, but bad if it's used. On... It's bad weapons. Oh, I agree. Yeah, a weapon against our nation. I think the the discouraging part about all of this is that the young American mind is as malleable and as and that American ideals have not been more reinforced in those minds and on those hearts, so as they are so easily infected. And th- that's my concern. And I think that if we had done a better job have, over the last generation or two of instilling some of those American values, I think we would. I think our children and our young adults that you're talking about would be wouldn't be as susceptible to the kind of poison that you're talking about. I think. That, I think this is. I think our our vulnerability here is on two fronts. One is no question that there's a foreign adversary trying to attack us and trying to undermine our effectiveness and our and our on our nation. But the other part has been much more insidious and going on for a much longer time. And that is that we have, we have failed on, on American ideals and what we even stand for. Well, and, and, and they're inclined to believe the worst. So they think today's politics are bad. They're So you read, you hear something on TikTok about Osama bin Laden. You just assume right. that we American did something nefarious or you hear something bad about Israel, and you just assume that the colonizers, you know, did something bad. I mean, th- this is going to think about the ramifications for other historical learning purposes. Well, you know, maybe that Hitler wasn't so bad. Well, it goes back to maybe what we this talked was about. about. You know, I mean, right. that that's like it, their assumptions are 
America bad. Right. So let's let's look throughout history and find right. out where we went wrong. The natural conclusion is to conclude we were wrong all the time. And it goes back to the founding. That's exactly right. It that's goes my back, point. And, but that's where but we've had this conversation before. Right. Why do we need to rip down the statues? Because why we do are, we why do we need yeah. to why do we need to argue America was rotten at, at the beginning? This, this it, it's like two ends of the candle are burning towards each other and that's right. it's very troubling. I totally agree with you. So, uh, so uh, unfortunately, we've come to the point where this seems to be the thing that we have to do. But at the same time, as a free speech advocate, as someone who believes overall that we should be strong enough to be able to, I, I should be able to read something that, and I won't mention anything specific because then otherwise you'll you'll label me with being a sympathizer with one nation or another. But I should be able to read a variety. <laughs> You should be able to read Russian today. I should be able to read or watch any variety of sources for the sake of just being exposed to it because I know that I have the the grounding and the wherewithal to be able to be exposed to it and then not be influenced by it. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying is libraries, information, the idea of saying s- certain uh, – yeah, materials but, but, are verboten, then it becomes that much more attractive to, to some people. But but a library is different than putting it in I your eight-year-old's pocket. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. totally different in my opinion. I can tell where you are on this. <laughs> the American people you know try where to paint me into a corner. <laughs> oh, we get it. Sean? Ha- haul him in front of the Un-American Activities Committee. <laughs> that's right. Huack. <laughs> So uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about the more important story, and that's George Santos. But but we before start. we before we go there, <laughs> I did see that. But then Nikki Haley was saying uh, that we should. Uh, I guess she maybe scaled it back though. At one point, she was saying people shouldn't be allowed to have like anonymous, anonymous accounts. accounts. Yeah. yeah. So is that, I, yeah, that, she, that's different though, right? Well, she painted with a pretty broad brush, and then kind of walked it back a little bit. But of course, her her opponents had great hay with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I. I'm gonna have to sort that one out. Yeah, it was it was like everyone. You should have to put your name out there. It may, like like you verify. should essentially you shouldn't be able to have an anonymous account. Twitter account and or then an anonymous. DeSantis uh, made this point like, well, you know, I'm sure that John Jay and Alexander Hamilton and <laughs> James Madison would have had a problem with that. Yeah, it's like, right. Yeah. yeah. So I. Which is your f- uh, favorite Federalist paper, Sean? Which is my favorite Federalist paper? Yeah. Oh gosh. Putting on. 10 or 51. There you go. Uh, Okay, let's go back to George Santos. Speaking of Federalist (laughs) 51. If anyone's still listening after that. (laughs) (laughs) He mentioned Jay and Hamilton, so I couldn't help it. Santos, man. By the way, I saw a picture of him today in one of these uh, newsletters or whatever. Not on OnlyFans. No. No, he was on it. He was like walking up the stairs of the Capitol, and he had on like these tight white pants. With his red blazer. And I was like, brother, it's way after Labor Day. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) That was your first thought? Yeah. (laughs) They said he paid a lot of these fashion consultants. I I think he needs his money back. Yeah. I mean, you're a U.S. congressman. You don't know not to wear white pants. (laughs) He may may not be one for very long. I know. Well, I I read Mike Johnson, Speaker Mike Johnson's uh, comments. It sounded like he was going to give him the Coliseum thumbs down. And I saw several people who voted to not expel him a few weeks ago have already said publicly, now that I've read the report, seems like he needs to go. Sounds like the head of the Ethics Committee is going to file yeah. the expulsion charges, Kevin. I mean, what's your gut instinct? You're a Capitol Hill insider. Yeah, I mean, you saw a lot of those big names, even I think Jamie Raskin, one of the top Democrats, who who gave him a pass last time. They said, yeah, this guy probably needs to go. It, it, it sounds like his days are numbered, whether it happens immediately or it's drawn out. Um, I love it, by the way, that he thought by announcing that he wouldn't run for re-election, maybe that might stave off. <laughs> 
Steve by Olsen. admitting he did wrong and nobody likes him anymore. Okay. Yeah. Are there certain like pension obli- or pension circumstances here that if he's, no. if not, he's, he's not, not served after a half term? Yeah. No. I wasn't sure if that. Uh, no. He can go back and play volleyball again. Yeah. He's going to be worried. Not be worried about white pants pretty soon. He's going to be worried about orange pants as well. <laughs> Where do we? Uh, <laughs> He'll probably like pants. end up with some sort of like podcast or blog that people will from follow. jail. Yeah. You can podcast in jail? Probably. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> good, good to know. <laughs> really I mean, opens do, up Scott's he, uh, weekend activities. <laughs> do you think he's really going to go to jail? Yes. yes. He has committed, in my opinion, lots of crimes. Yes. Based on what I've read, it and just well, it seems like he has committed a number of very serious criminal I offenses. I think the last House member to get expelled from the House subsequently went to jail. I think the bar is pretty high. Was it Traffic Ant? See the last one? Uh, 02, I think. Is that about the same time? I don't remember. Is it, I was, th- is it, I was thinking Alcee Hastings. So that's that that uh, was before that. Was before that. I think Traffic Camp might have been the last one, yeah. but he had already been convicted. That's the thing. This is pre-conviction. Yeah. And remember, he's under indictment right now. But if I were, if I were the House Republicans, I would listen to Mike Lawler of New York. The real thing on the line here are these New York members. Right. They don't want to be tainted by this mm-hmm. guy. Well, no Republican should want to be tainted yeah. by this lunatic. And so, probably, be, probably time to cut bait on. Uh, Easier to shrink the minority now, or the majority now than yeah. lose it all together. You got it. Speaking of which, okay. So, what by the way, th- it's never the wrong day to do the right thing, and I think for the Republicans, might might be time. So we mentioned the Mansion effect on the Senate majority. What is the Santos effect on the Republican majority? Well, if they get if they do their duty, there won't be any effect. I mean, uh, but if they decide to stick with him. <sighs> You know, it's well, just another. It's just well, another anvil I'm, to put on your own head. But How you, many anvils but you, you want to balance? But you just said, number one is there's there's one fewer Republican. So there's there's that you know yeah. there's that practical implication immediately for the rest of the term. So what? We got okay. a bunch of Republicans that don't support the Republicans right now. That is true. I, I mean, so what? So and where do you think the what are the what are the House prospects in twenty four? Very up in the air. I think the Senate's a lot firmer ground for yeah. Republicans. I don't know. I, some of it will obviously be based on what happens in the presidential election. I think there's 18 House Republicans that represent Biden districts. I think it's very, very flimsy. Uh, one way or the other. could be. I think we're in for likely in for a very narrow majority either way. But one thing we have learned, Democrats are a heck of a lot better of keeping their team together right yeah. now than the Republicans are. That's right. And speaking of the House, not just, of course, Santos changing his career trajectory, but Mike Johnson... Who a lot of people didn't know his name yep. uh, until just a few weeks ago. Scott is suddenly uh, a speaker who succeeded in somehow, you know, uh, escaping this government shutdown at least over well, Thanksgiving. He succeeded in keeping the government open. His CR got one more vote than Kevin McCarthy's CR. The one vote, of course, being Mike Johnson's. <laughs> and so. Did he? I mean, I mean, that, that I, first of all, I think Johnson made the only deal that could have or would have ever been made. It's the only. It was the really the only way forward was to to, to do it this way, and that's what makes it so unfair about what happened to Kevin McCarthy, mm-hmm. because he was essentially doing the only thing he could do, and now Johnson's doing the only thing he can do, and now we're going to be back early next year dealing with all this. So I don't fault him at all for anything he's done. But let's be honest. He made the same deal Kevin McCarthy made. Dealing with Democrats to keep the government open. There's not major policy changes. We're not cutting spending. It's just it's just 
moving the ball forward here. So how short is good? And along the way, he's had to pull a couple of his appropriations bills from the floor. He puts yeah. them out there. They're not going to have the Republican votes. Has to pull them down. I think we're up to four of those now. I mean, the conservatives who hated McCarthy are now mad at him. Right. And and they're keeping there, and you can see the criticism. So I'm worried for him because I'm worried they're going to essentially... Now, the question is, will they... Will they just will it be bluster and they leave him alone, or will it ever turn? Will it ever boil over, the way it did with McCarthy? We don't know that yet. I, I really wish they would leave this guy alone and just let him do what's within the what, what's within the realm of the possible. Yep. They control one leg of the three legged stool. They don't have much leverage, and all the infighting, and the fact that you can't get them all to vote the same way gives the Senate and the White House a lot more leverage in these and, conversations. And these people who are upset with him and upset with McCarthy, they don't even control the whole leg of the third no, leg. No. They control right. like one inch of yeah. Yeah. of the leg. And so it's... And, and to Speaker Johnson's credit, he did get... I mean, originally every Democrat in Washington was laughing at this laddered CR approach with you know funding for half of it running out one week and then a couple weeks later the other half running out. They laughed at it. He brought him back to the table. He got them to agree to that. And that's what... You know, Biden signed into law today. So I heard the word gimmick used by lots of people in both parties, and that's what it is. I mean, it it it, it sounded neat, but a lot of gimmicks sound neat. And uh, but look, you're right. They did not close the government. They're going to let the Congress go home, and that's a good thing. I think they need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had Kevin McCarthy elbowing what's his nuts in the back. Tim Burchett. Burchett. Tim. Well, I guess an elbow in the back is better than a knife in the back, <laughs> which is what McCarthy got. Yeah, that was bizarre. And then you got uh, Comer uh, getting into dust up uh, with Moskowitz. He he did he was wearing a blue suit. I will. I mean, <laughs> he did look like a Smurf. Agree. And then Mark got, Wayne Mullen. We got Mark Wayne uh, trying to fight a guy. Kevin, I think has this queued up here. This 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 is the. Uh, I think the president of the International way, Brotherhood of Teamsters, who was... I'm correct. Mullen was an MMA fighter, right? He was. I think his, his last fight was like 10 years ago, but yes, he, he was a fighter. And But he... he this is this is what speaking of this comes full circle around our social media. Yeah. The, the, the Teamsters president had been going after and a lot of different kind of like throwing rocks from behind the tree for quite a long time on Twitter yeah. and, and, and basically uh, challenging Mullen to a fight over social media, but never quite face-to-face. And so Mullen actually is reading some of the instances of what uh, the, right. the Teamsters president, Ms. O'Brien, has said about right. it. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife and was Mullen. running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. <laughs> is that your solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. Oh, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're okay. a United States senator. Act it. Oh, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shem- it. Hold it. If hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> First of all, I think if one guy, if two guys are going to challenge you, they should not use the word but. <laughs> 
I thought that was weird. That, I think that, that was I your mean, takeaway. Well, yes, because I think if I were going to challenge you to a fight and I were going to say, Kevin, let's go out in the hallway and fight, I'm going to kick your. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say kick your butt because yeah. that would sound weird. You know what I would say. Well, who? And I feel like if you're, I gonna... think they were keeping the decorum of the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that was my point, I, was like, there was something in their mind. It was like, well, even though we're going to have a fist fight, we better keep it clean. I think C-SPAN was on the verge of having its best ratings ever, yeah. and Bernie Sanders ruined it. I Stand know. your butt up. Stand your butt up. What is that? I've, I want to hear the... I, that's not how you would challenge someone. So I applaud him for actually the civility. I think we need more civil discourse, and that's an example. <laughs> he, sh- he showed incredible restraint. The gentleman from Oklahoma. <laughs> Stand your butt up. The, the, the gentleman from Oklahoma's butt would like to make it. I, 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 anyway, that's my takeaway. I, by the way, I'm glad he called out that union goon. I'm glad he same. called him out, but I would prefer not him standing up, taking his ring off, and said, let's go ahead and have a fist fight on the Senate you know, committee floor. That's a good spot. They got plenty of room in there. Yeah, like, the, there's the already cameras, like a circle yeah. around. The cameras it. are there. I mean, yeah. And also, what, what's what is up with the epidemic of these people not wearing jackets? Well, he was ready to tussle. That's the Jim Jordan <laughs> effect. I don't like this. I'm with you. You're Commit- not you're not wearing a jacket right now. I'm not a U.S. senator, Sean. It's called committee work. They're working. <laughs> Stand your butt up. <laughs> Stand your butt up, Kevin. Too bad Halloween has passed. That could have been a very popular meme or something. Maybe for Christmas we can get you a stand your butt up. Wow, well, I was I was gone. I Joe, right now, Joe if, learned what memes were. If I, <laughs> yes, oh Joe learned. He learned so much while you were gone. You'll you'll be amazed by what he knows now. I I, I think I'm going to play that clip for my kids because they they love it when adults say like the word butt, butt? or whatever, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh my gosh, he said butt. <laughs> so now it's in the official records of the Senate. <laughs> yeah. Your Historian, butt you, your butt up. I guess you get a, get a copy of that, right? Like, if I yeah. played that for my kids, I promise you, for the next six days, I would just hear them ricocheting through the. <laughs> you stand your butt up. No, you stand your butt. Like it would be an epidemic of butt standing. That's Between consenting adults, Joe, Joe is <laughs> Joe is mad at me for my meme comment. Oh, I'm not mad at you for that reason. No, <laughs> oh man, no, no, it's all good. I uh, but tensions are high in the Capitol. Yes, no, tensions was, are high. I also, just, we haven't even mentioned the the other thing. People are super mad at Tuberville. Oh yeah, right. over the military oh, yeah. holes. That hasn't resulted in any fist fighting yet. But they were trying to change the rules of the Senate. So you got that going on. You got Mullen going on. You got the Comer dust up. You got the McCarthy Burchett thing. It's uh, you got Santos having a meltdown. They all need to go home. <laughs> Take they, a they break. Do. <laughs> they do. They need to do go do some yoga. Yeah, some breathing exercises and come back. Calmer. Oh, but the great news is, is that Donald Trump is that much closer to becoming president and taking care of all this. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. Is he? Well, what, look at the polls. You look buy, at, the, you look buy, at the polls. You buy the Nikki Haley surge? Well, I I buy the Biden uh, deflation. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, it's that, that's that's the story here. Is that Joe Biden is just shriveling away into nothing, and anybody can beat him now, man. What deflation, shriveling away? His butt, his butt is shriveling away. His to butt. Nothing. <laughs> it's just <laughs> he is kind of circling the drain. I mean, one of these national polls that came out this week. I mean, he was down at like thirty-five. It was like forty something to thirty-five to fifteen. To, I mean, the third party's getting all these votes. Yeah. It's it's. And this is after he started to spend money on his reelection. Like, do you, I know do you millions all, like, of dollars. Do you know anyone personally who speaks positively of the president? Anyone. Uh, I mean, okay, Kamala not, Harris, not you. <laughs> Who she says that she's pretty sure he's going to survive. He's yes. alive. He is. 
probably alive. <laughs> yeah, that I, was that was crazy. I don't know. So the new uh, Marquette Law School poll, this mm. national survey, Nikki Haley leading Biden 55-45 among registered voters, not likely, but registered. Uh, Trump over Biden 52-48 in the same category. DeSantis 51-49. So here's the thing about Haley right now. I do think she's she's flavor of the month in terms of the Republican primary voter who's a candidate who's surging. She's not been through the ringer yet. Yep. You know, DeSantis has had tens of millions spent against him. He's had Trump pounding him unmercifully for months. Haley has faced none of this. And so the minute that she goes into the grinder, her numbers will start to come down. I don't know. Tim Scott had that thing about her in the curtains. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the difference in my opinion between Haley and the other Republicans is that she's, she's, she's got all at the moment, she's got all the benefit of the surge, but none of the, None of the problems that come along with being put in Trump's crosshairs or the national media's. That's the other thing. Remember, DeSantis was getting it from Biden, from Trump, and from the national press. Mm-hmm. Haley's not getting it from anybody. But it'll start. Vivek. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, that guy. I mean, well, you you got to read Rich Lowry's uh, column today. Rich Lowry redeemed himself uh, since he called on Mitch McConnell to step down. He's he res- His Vivek column today is really good. It's great. Just, oh, he, oh, so he, he redeemed. I, I thought he deemed himself. No, he, he, no, he, <laughs> he redeemed, redeemed himself. I got you. How would you deem yourself? I don't know. I, you I, deemed like, yourself a second time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you I'm meant. not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. What do you do? <laughs> you can deem yourself something. Okay. I deem myself the host of this podcast. But she'll be, if she continues to climb, and she is climbing. I mean, if you, the New Hampshire polls show her now in, f- firmly in second place, mm-hmm. Trump in the low 40s. If she gets into that position in Iowa, which hasn't happened yet, I guess Trump will turn on her. I guess. What's the others already have started to? I mean, especially with this TikTok dust up that she's got. Asa Hutchinson's really going after her. Here you go. The never back down pack is. What's the order again? What's the order again of the early uh, states in the Republican primary? Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada. Okay, that's the first four. And 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 do we think that we know in South Carolina she'd be certainly would have a. An advantage yeah. there. Well, and her her demeanor and campaign has seems to have been aimed so far at New Hampshire, mm-hmm. thinking that she can't get there in Iowa. So let's let's focus on a friendlier electorate in New Hampshire, and, and the polling indicates that that seems to be where the, the biggest problem she's got is Chris Christie, mm-hmm. who is pulling some of that. He is a big problem. Yeah, some <laughs> of that. It's look. Come on, leave Chris Christie alone. That's you know, skinny people should not make fun. I'm going to stand up for my fellow girthy male. He should oh. not. <laughs> okay. Sean, you stand your skinny butt up. <laughs> you stand. <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even say it to me. <laughs> Leave him alone. You just, he he is a problem. Because if he's going to catch that never Trump vote, some of that would go to her, I think. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long he stays in. So I this- think he thinks it's working. I think he thinks he's going to continue to tick up over there. So this just all seems kind of pointless to me. You think Trump's got it? I just think he's got it. I mean, I've argued that on television. I mean, yeah. it just seems like this is just a big. Okay. I mean, if he actually is in prison, will that make a difference? He won't be in prison. He is not going to be in the jail. He's not. No. Okay. I know. I know. That's what you want. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. There's an I, impartial juror actually, for you. I actually do not want a former president in prison. I think that's a terrible look. Uh, now Christie's arguing that he'll be a convicted felon by the spring. I don't know what Casey means, but that's what he's saying. I just don't know who, what. The federal pen in spring. It's not going to be Georgia. 
So it's either the January 6th case yeah. or the documents case, I guess, are the two that are most likely. What could convince Donald Trump to go away? Nothing. He thinks he – look, if somebody put a poll in front of you and said Joe Arnold is in the position that Donald – you would be – nothing would deter you from right. the presidency. He needs to win. I'm pretty confident the three of you would. He needs to win. <laughs> he needs to win. It's not even that hard. Yeah. He has not come to a single debate. Mm-hmm. He barely campaigns. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he's going he's going to football games. Yeah, like that's I, his. I will say to your point about Chris Christie. Chris Christie's entire purpose for being in here was to be on the debate stage with Donald Trump, and because it ain't tr- happening because Trump refuses to take the bait. Christie really has no place. So at this point, get out of the way. And let like, Nikki Haley take. If over. you're Asa Hutchinson or like Doug Burgum, it's like is he still in the race? Yes, they are, but like, they but they have not been in the debates, right? And and there, you know, the, really, there hasn't been that much coverage. It's been interesting because you know there was that swoon in political coverage when the Israel Hamas war mm-hmm. started, and so you know those guys were getting a little bit of attention. Now they get nothing, right? Nothing. So no, they're gone as far as I'm concerned. I still am thinking that Joe Biden is not the Democratic nominee in 2024. That's your prediction? Is that a prediction? You have been on it that for a been. while. You've been on I that for been. a while. I think I, I, I admire your consistency. I still think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. So, by the way, the, do you think they're going to get rid of Kamala? Mm-hmm. The the polling I was talking about a second ago, national head to head, GQR Research Democracy Corps, twenty five hundred registered voters. So just just Trump and Biden, fifty one Trump, forty two Biden, which I buy right now. But but when you throw them all in. Trump 44, Biden 35, RFK 11, Manchin Hogan 3, the Libertarian Chase Oliver. I've never heard of that. I'm sure he like, wears his underwear on, outside of his pants. So he's got two. Green Party 1, Cornell West 0. So you throw them all in there, and Biden sinks down to 35. Who does RFK Jr. affect the most? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, he has been appealing to some Republicans because he's been disdainful of Biden. On the other hand, he is a complete and total liberal lunatic Mm -hmm. who has believed and led every liberal lunatic conspiracy cause for the last 15, 20 years. I don't know. Great question. Cornell West? Definitely pulling from Biden. I mean, think think about who you're seeing on TV right now on these campuses and running around. These are the people who could show up and vote for a radical, liberal third party. They are not Mm -hmm. happy with Joe Biden. I have been on a number of college campuses over the last year, as you know, with my younger son's uh, college tour. I have seen more recently quite a few uh, Palestinian posters up on there. It makes makes you wonder about what's going on in the world. All right, guys, before we wrap it up, a little seen, read, and heard. Kevin, I'm going to start with you because I know you've had a very successful week. Yes, at uh, the... Encouragement of our good friend Joe, I got on the uh, Kentucky State Treasury's unclaimed property website. I didn't know it was this easy. Thank you, Allison Ball, for making it this easy. You I found s- your teeth. I found my <laughs> unclaimed property, filled out a little form in less than 12 hours. I got a check for $68 coming my way. Whoa. Who From what? What was it? I don't know. Didn't recognize it. Just said that I, there's money for Kevin out there. It was a good day. It for didn't me. tell you what it was? It said it was from some unnamed financial institution that I didn't recognize. Somebody stole from you. 
and had it, and you got it and back. And I'm getting it back. Thank I you, was, thank you, Allison Ball. Thank you, Joe Arnold. I should point out that Allison Ball, who is the uh, auditor elect mm-hmm. of friend, Kentucky, friend of the pod, friend of yeah. the, and so I was going on to her website looking for the latest photograph we can use for a directory we're putting together for the constitutional officers, among others. And while I was on there, I saw the little link on there. I said, "Oh, I began looking on there. I have thirty bucks coming my way." Yeah. From you what? 60. From what? It was a Comcast settlement at some point. <laughs> should I do this right yes, now? Yes, you should do you it right, should. Now. Do on it right now. On the pod. On the pod. It'll yeah. take. What is it? Just, uh, just, just Google Kentucky unclaimed, unclaimed property. Unclaimed property, search. Kentucky. Okay. Okay. So uh, I looked. At, I looked oh. up just Grout my last name. There's a lot of my relatives out there. To search. So all yep. both of my in-laws, my sister-in-law, my, and my brother-in-law all have unclaimed property on there. Then my my uh, a friend of our family's. Uh, we we began looking at different names on there. We we threw it out there. Long story short, and being as oblique as, as possible here, uh, huh. fifty thousand dollars coming wow their way that they didn't realize. I'm sorry, it. what fifty thousand <laughs> to who to a, a friend of our family's fifty grand fifty grand. How did they know? Not, how are they missing fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> yes, we have really. Wealthy friends? <laughs> I no. guess. No, this was a form like a money market account from an old employer, whatever else they had forgotten about existing wow. or didn't transfer it over. Oh, yeah. You know? I just forgot about my fifty right, thousand taxes on that. Sean, what do you got? I have something. $100 million. <laughs> he totally misplaced it. It says amount $10 to $100. Right. Yep. That's real money. And so it's from AT&T Services. It says right. refunds due. Sean is rich. You're going to you like, get a commission from right. the I'm hoping but like, for it. It says, so do you. Have you changed the city to like see you know if, from a different? I didn't put in my city. Put the put the entire this just, just put, keep the whole state on. Oh, there you altogether. don't have to, you don't have to put in. Yeah, the you city. just put the state in there and then looking for any kind of addresses on no, there okay. with your name. Yeah, no, just the one. Just the one. But hey, Golly. I could have like fifty bucks in there. Yeah, you, you could. could. <laughs> That's amazing. Go, That's to the, go to the new Derby City Gaming downtown. You could. By the way, it's pretty cool. The the, the pictures of it look interesting. Yeah. It's really, it's amazing after all these years talking about it. That was that. really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Thank Allison, you, Allison Ball. Ball. Well, how do you, Friend so how do you, wait a minute. Wait, what do I do now? All, all you guys So now say, you have to create an account, uh, claim it, just put it in your cart, claim it, they ask for a, a, a little bit of information and a mailing address, and they just send you a check. And I don't have to pay them to get my money back? Nope. Nope. It's crazy. You think she'd take like a 10% finder's fee. That's what I'm doing. So, <laughs> so none of you were missing stuff, just money. Right. Yeah, because there there are things. There are like safe deposit boxes. When she was here, she yeah, she was talking about there's teeth. stuff in yeah, there, yeah. yeah, teeth and other things. We're we're gonna still teeth. record a pod in the vault. Right? You have one to ten teeth. teeth. <laughs> well, the fact that somebody would have put teeth that wound up in the state vault, sort of just a my goodness. Me. My mother has money in here too. Well, don't tell her. Just sign it. Just, <laughs> just steal her ID. Get that money. Just no, the take the, the, the object. The objects are, are usually when a safe deposit box goes. Unpaid for, and then yeah. the bank surrenders those those. Uh, if they can't find the person that it belongs to, then they turn them over to the state. And the state, there's a vault over in that. That's little. Uh, you know, the the treasurer's office is not in the main state capital. Is it? Right. That's correct. A, it's a sad little strip mall kind of <laughs> office that they have in Frankfurt for the state treasury. But there is a, an actual vault back there that you go in, and they have they keep all. But there's there's military war medals. Yeah. There's there's teeth apparently. There's all kinds of things. So I do encourage everyone to go on to the uh, the, the treasurer's website and find that it is very easy to use. So yeah. thank you, thank you, Allison. Nice. Anything, Scott? Yes. Um, I saw a report that Major League Baseball has returned the All-Star game to Atlanta yeah, in hilarious. 2025. And I am just surprised that 
whatever version of Jim Crow <laughs> we're on in Georgia allows them to do that. Boy, talk about taking the L on something. Brian Kemp of Georgia made a point on the, his response on X Twitter yeah, yeah. to say the laws haven't changed. The laws haven't changed. Yeah. I, I do think. I do think. Look, I'm glad Atlanta got their game back. I think they ought to be forced to publicly acknowledge how stupid, stupid yes. they were when they pulled that in the first place. Bull cutter. I mean, honestly, that <laughs> just think about how crazy that whole episode was. It was crazy, and it hurt a lot of Georgians. You know, people who work in and around the stadium and would be part of the festival. It hurt a lot of people. Well, welcome back, baseball. They're also going to be shortening the pitch clock, apparently, from 20 to 18 seconds. I saw that. So It's two seconds. Because they want to spend as little time in the ballpark as possible. I don't want to do this again. All right. Sean, what you got for us? (laughs) Uh You know, I I did watch uh, the first four episodes of the uh, new season of The Crown. I have not seen that yet. So came out yesterday. You've already you're already four in. Yeah, good for you. Watched watched all four of them. So there's two more that'll come out. I think in a month or so. Correct. And this is all the way up to date, right? This is this is the final season. Final season until they do it in ten years from now. Yeah, the King Charles. And so and so that and then I also read this. uh, I just you know these Substack. Things I've subscribed to a bunch of them now, but I'm, Barry Weiss's oh, it's is, is so good. Uh, would definitely recommend that everyone go uh, read her one about ending DE and I, mm-hmm. and uh, and then also watch her speech that she mm-hmm. gave to the Federalist Society. Yeah. She's great. Uh, so her I'm podcast. Really, is I'm great. very cheap. I don't have a lot of subscriptions, so I just learned what a meme was. Thank you, Sean, for pointing that out. You're welcome. <laughs> what is an actual Substack? A Substack. It's a sandwich <laughs> piled high with all your favorite memes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that like if we give him like if the wrong information, he'll like go around and like try to educate other people about it, and I then know. like you'll like we'll, we'll embarrass you even further. It's like basically a, it's a like newsletter. A, it's a newsletter yeah. system. Substack is a is a system that allows authors to essentially sell subscriptions to their newsletter. Our friend Eric Erickson, friend of the yeah. pod. He has yes. a Substack, so if you subscribe it's, to it, you it's can a blog. Get, it's, it's a blog. It's, it's like old but school. You, but, you pay but, you're, for it. but you're going through this Substack company, Sub, correct? And, and they're handling all of the processing of it for you. That is correct. And yes. by virtue of being in there, it kind of gives you some sense of yeah. legitimacy. You got it. Rather than just having a blog. And I think the platform. What I've read is the platform for writers is it like is it, it's very easy to use, and and people value having this very. User-friendly, organized system. I, I've subscribed to a couple myself. What do you pay for these things? It varies. Depend. I think it's kind of set by the author, but it varies. Yeah, I think I pay for I pay for three, and I think it. I think the cheapest one I pay is like five bucks a month, and I think the most expensive one is like ten. I yeah. have a hard time spending fifty dollars a year on reading blogs. Really? Mm-hmm. Even if it's some some content that you you but, value, but like you get you get like multiple posts a day. From some of these people, like yeah. Eric, Eric does this thing where he will send you his show his notes. Show notes. Right. So, like, what he's using. To, mm-hmm. So you'll get that before his radio. He also offers some for free. Yes, yes. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm cheap. All right. Tell and us I, your scene, Red Herd. Uh, well, it's it's a gift for Sean, and but it's I, I might get me canceled from the podcast here uh, after the. But I just want to give you your own very own Team Kentucky mug. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a mean. What are you doing? Where did you get that? <laughs> Smash that over his head. Give him a Mark Wayne Mullen. Get stand your butt up. Stand your butt up. So Sean, so Sean has had a long-standing 
issue with the Team Kentucky logo and how it's appropriate. I thought you should have your own version of that. Stand his butt up right now. <laughs> I can't believe Is this, this. going to be canceled? I've always wanted to be a Team Kentucky All-Star. For years, I've watched yeah. the governor's press I'm conferences. Gonna, I'm not going to cancel you, but Sean's going to whoop your butt out in the hallway. For Scott, Sean, and Kevin, I'm Joe. In case we don't talk again before then, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is a production of Bluegrass Media Lab, coming to you from the heart of Middle America, Louisville, Kentucky. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Flyover Country on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.